You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your hostess, Coraline Jewell, and um, gosh, I haven't recorded an interview in a while. Today, I think, is May 23rd, and today we released Jenna Starr, was who we released today, and so we'll have to go take a look and see how her episode is doing, and I have another amazing guest in the house today, but before I get started, you know how I have to always do my shout-outs, and we've got some new radio stations that have us on there, so we are now big shout-outs to Skyhawk After Dark Radio, my producer, who deals with all my bullcrap and my technology. The opening offer still stands. There is an open for marrying me, but you have to be able to fix technology. That's my offer. Um, and let's see. Uh, we've got, we're on Spotify. We're on Google. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Anchor. And um, let's see, uh, Full Swap Radio. We are there on Friday with them. We are on the newest one added to our, um, who's got our profile, who's got our podcast is um, Mr. X Radio. So we are on there as well. And we're on, gosh, let me think. Um, okay, 97 FM Radio, your adult party station network. And... I think I'm forgetting somebody. And if I'm forgetting you, I'm so sorry, but I'll make it up to you guys next time. And then for sponsors, we've got some new ones, you guys. We have Swingtown. Okay, so if you go to my website and you click on partners, you can go to the CoralandJewel.com page or the HankyPankyLifestyle.com page. Click on your partners and you guys can get a free membership to Cassidy, to Lifestyle Lounge, to SDC, to Swingtowns. And then I also have some new discounted toys available. The Love Hammer. If you guys go to LoveHammer.com, you get $10 off entering the code word jewel and uh, free shipping and also there is a new site out there it's called smutty flicks s-m-u-t-t-y-f-l-i-x it's like a smutty it's like a netflix for adult okay and if you guys enter the code word jewel you get 50 percent off a lifetime membership so there's a lot of cool stuff that i've got out there for you i'm not getting any of these discounts but you guys are so without further ado my guest today came to me pretty quickly this was this was like the fastest interview we ever organized her pr wrote me <laughs> i said he says are you interested in any of these people i go yep i want her and he says okay she's very busy we'll give it a try and then he says okay she's available and i went perfect and here we are so without further ado liana lovings welcome darling how are you Thank you so much. I'm wonderful. And am I saying it right? Liana or Liana? Yes, it is Liana Lovings. Okay, very cool. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I know that we talked about that I had interviewed you on the red carpet at XRCO. And yes. you were you were the trophy girl for that one? Did you, is that what I read? Yes, I am. I, I was the trophy girl for the XRCO Awards. Was that your first time doing that? Absolutely, it was. It was so wonderful, though. And it was absolutely humbling just to be able to hand everyone their awards. I mean, just to be able to see like everyone's accomplishments that led them up to that point was so it impressive. Was, it was so hard to hear at that venue. I was sitting there in the audience and I'm going, well, they're saying one thing, but that's not what's on the screen. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh, 
Yes. Oh my gosh. There was definitely a lot of confusion. I know. I go, I go, Bob, 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 there's anal on the screen, but it's not an anal award. And he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's too late. So we're going to tell everybody who you are. And um, I'm going to learn a lot about you as well. Um, so the first thing is how long have you been in the industry? Alrighty. So I've been in uh, the porn industry for under a year now. I joined oh, wow. okay. the very beginning of September and I have been a cam girl for four years going on five. That's what I read. I read that you were on Chatterbait. You were doing very well on Chatterbait. And when, and we're going to talk about how you decided to make the leap over into pornography and if you're happy you did it. <laughs> so um, where are you, where are you from? Where are you like born and raised? I was born and raised all along the East Coast. Okay, East Coast. And uh, did you stay on the East Coast? Uh, yes, I have. Has um, that has that made it difficult for you for shoots and stuff? Do you, is there a lot of work like on the East Coast or do you have to fly out to L.A. a lot? I fly out to L.A. a lot, but it's really never a worry for me. I spend almost half the month in L.A. and half the month back home. Were you it's at Expos? Were you just at the Expos in Miami? I was at Expos Miami. It was I, was, so I was there too. <laughs> we didn't even see each other Did this was why i was so sure that we would have crossed paths both times i was so sure i know um what was i gonna say uh did you go to the strip club on what night was that I'm, i always want to say it's like a thursday night friday night but no it was tuesday night was the strip club did you go no, I didn't get to okay so we were not gonna go and then my co-author he was like let's go because nothing was going on at the hotel did you stay at the hotel and like nobody was there or maybe you guys had an oh. after party and I didn't go. <laughs> no, I didn't get to go to the hotel um, just because I was so nearby, like at a model house. Uh, it was just very easy for me to go back and forth between the venue itself and and uh, where I was staying. And Is your, who's your agent? Uh, Brian from AMA Model. Oh, shut the hell up. I'm with Brian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, but I was, but um, yeah, so I was supposed, he was supposed to come to see me in, at Exotica in where the hell was I, Chicago, but then he couldn't make it out there. And then he oh. told me, while you're in Miami for Exodus, come to the model house. But I was like so busy, so I didn't even get a chance to. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how do you, is he a good agent? See, Brian, I'm putting you on the spot now. If you're not, she'll be like, yes, he's a good agent. Then behind the camera, no, he's not. He a is agent. a fantastic agent. Okay. I really love working with him. He gives fantastic representation. Cool. Uh, my representative on the East Coast and my representative on the West Coast is Robert from 101 Modeling. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I understand. They work together. Um, I haven't met Brian face to face yet. That's why I was supposed to meet him. Oh, okay. yeah. So I, I talked to him on the phone. He's got my images. Everything's good to go. But he wants to see me face to face. And we haven't had that opportunity yet. So, <laughs> um, okay. So from the East, you're from the East Coast. Uh, you grew up you uh, during like growing up. What did you say? Like, for, uh, I want to be when I grow up, like when you were in high school. Hmm. When, okay, in middle school, I knew that I wanted to be a marine biologist. Okay. Because I had this fascination with bottlenose dolphins, and I was convinced that if I was a good enough marine biologist, I'd like somehow end up being a mermaid. And okay. um, in high school, I decided that I was going to absolutely go into the psychology track, but I wasn't sure uh, where I was going to end up with in psychology. And um, then as I got into college, I decided I was going to get a double major in biology and psychology with a specialization in neuroscience. 
damn girl okay um so what do you think was your like where'd you get the infatuation with like the bottlenose dolphins because like for me i grew up in california and SeaWorld was where we would go so i was always intrigued to be a trainer like that was like my thing you know until i found out they didn't really make any good money so then i changed my mind but um what do you think brought it on the dolphin like the love of dolphins that kind of that's it you know um oh my gosh let's see did you grow up around the ocean I did. I mean, uh, living on the East Coast, it was so close by all of the time. Uh, I mean, it would still be like an hour or two away, but it was something that was consistently present in my mind, Um, especially just the the coastal feel of a state that is very close by to the water um, just inspires a fascination with with the ocean itself. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. At some point, I know that I was reading books on dolphins. I was obsessed with animal documentaries. I would watch like Steve Irwin on Animal Planet. And then I saw Dolphin Cove at one point. I never saw that. Okay. It made me so depressed and sad. And Uh... I was, it's, um, it's, it's about, uh, like the exploitation of dolphins. Uh, okay. for horses and I was like oh my gosh I want to help these poor animals yeah <laughs> and dedicate my life to studying them so they <laughs> be happy and that was where I sort of got into that okay um <laughs> so then out of out of high school did you get accepted like I don't know if you know but uh, did you get accepted you got accepted to college right away your grades were good Yes. Uh, So I had a scholarship uh, that promised that I would get 75% off of all my tuition for the next four years. Nice. um, I had a letter from my, uh, from the state that said I would be accepted into any college uh, in my state uh, that had room for me. And so that was how I got into university. Very cool. Okay. Um, Because you know, now they've taken away the, um, the SATs and the ACTs, that's all gone. And wow. so, yeah, like, so my son applied for college and they didn't have an essay. They didn't have anything. It was just based on your grades. And even with a 4.2 GPA, he didn't get into half of them. Isn't that crazy? Insane. Oh insane. my goodness. It's insane because there's nothing else. They don't look at extracurricular. They don't look at anything else. And so I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this. What else? He couldn't wow. have done it there. No. Yeah. I mean, my whole scholarship, um, it was like the gold medallion scholarship. So it was like a thing where I had to get it based off of hours in community service. I had to have two separate languages that I had learned. I chose learning both Latin and Spanish. And that was the absolute like bare minimum that was required to have that kind of scholarship and an interest in medical studies. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So yeah. now, now it's completely different. Oh uh, my gosh. I know it's, 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 it's just mind blowing to me because it's like, what else could he have done different? Right. You know, I'm like, I yeah. don't even, you know, um, okay. So let's see. So then you go to school, you go to college, um, you're pursuing that degree and somewhere, somewhere along this route, you decided you wanted to do, get involved in webcaming. So let's talk about how you got involved in webcaming. Like was, was it somebody's idea? Was it your idea? It was uh, definitely a mix between someone as I, someone else's idea and my own. Okay. Um, I'd really thought about exploring my own body. In college, I realized, you know, that, that I had so many limitations on my identity. Even as I was living on my own, I was still, you know, my parents were always very worried. So they would say like, oh, well, don't go outside past 6 p.m. because you could get kidnapped. And I was so actually genuinely worried about that, that I just stayed indoors all the time and having grown up in a very religious background 
I grew up very uncomfortable with my own body. I, I thought that masturbation like wasn't normal. Right. You were told were you told it was wrong. Okay. Yeah. And so I didn't want to live my life feeling like my body was wrong. I felt like I wanted to go at peace with my body. And at the same time, I was looking for jobs in college. And if you're in a college town, you understand that can be very difficult because everyone is looking for those easily available jobs. And Mm -hmm. there was just so much competition that I couldn't find any availabilities. Suddenly, uh, I realized uh, that to get some pent up stress, I was trying to kind of explore some things online. And someone said, uh, I think I was on a webcam uh, spanking myself with a wooden spoon (laughs) around some friends. And they said, you know what, you could do this for money. And I was like, what? No way. I don't think I could have the courage to do something like that. And they said, yeah, you know what? You should check out this website. It's called Chatterbait. And so I got onto chatterbait.com and that was my first real experience with live webcams. And I was fascinated. I was hooked. I spent hours upon hours watching the top girls on the streams. The girl. Yes. And so I learned exactly what I wanted to do, what I thought my niche would be. I made a list and I made out my whole identity and I was like, I'm doing this. Oh my God. You know, I just, I just coached because I, I coach, I coach performers getting into the industry. And I oh. just, I just coached a girl today and I said to her, now I want you to go and I want you to study the top girls on these sites. I want you to watch them and write down what you like and don't like about each site each performer and what's their niche and what's your niche. I just told her the exact same thing. I said, that's your homework and then come back to me when you're ready. So isn't that funny? So that's what you did. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a question here. Um, so now you're in college, you're webcamming. Uh, did any of your friends, like, you, I guess you told some friends, right? Was there any, at any given point, did somebody like ever find out and come to you, like any of your friends or something? Because I'll tell you an interesting story. I'm a wedding planner too. And I had a groom come to me, so... Oh, my goodness. Well, I kept my secret very well hidden for a long amount of time. Um, I think it's the the mirror image almost how I split almost like it's entirely different when I'm on camera versus when I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, I look entirely different. Um, Even right now, I'm just wearing my cozy cardigan. I used to wear like three layers of clothing and college people called me the turtle. No one would have actually guessed that I was camming. Even if they had seen me, they wouldn't think it was you. Unrecognizable. Um, And (laughs) it's so it actually took about three years for anyone that I knew to even really acknowledge it, at least people that I hadn't told. Um, it, it was a very, very well-kept secret. So I have two questions for you. One question is, when you were growing up, was there anybody that you could turn to, a cousin, an older friend, that you could ask for advice on, like, sex and sex, you know, and, and, and masturbation or anything like that? Or was it just like, nope, 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 you can't talk to anybody? Um, I mean, I had a cousin that was very sexual about the time that I was going into it, but... Honestly, um, like the family kind of shunned her and I wasn't sure like what to think about uh, that kind of sexuality. So it was kind of like everyone would be like, oh, well, don't talk to this family member. And um, I never really had the opportunity to speak like that. Well, it makes sense because it's, uh, you know, they say, you, you know, we... 
we we grow up right being taught certain yeah. morals you know and if we're brought i was brought up religious as well you know and i can't tell you um you know the scary part is like how many people that i have met um as i've been doing you know my podcasts and my interviews and my blogs and my seminars and stuff where they were sexually molested by family members mm-hmm. but they were but they were told if you tell anybody then we can't have our special time anymore and they thought that this was normal because they didn't know any better and they couldn't talk to anybody about it, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, so it's the same thing growing up religion, you know, you you kind of have this already like, you know, masturbation is not okay. And, you know, yeah. your sexology you up with this feeling like I felt very trapped inside my body. You know, I couldn't come. I couldn't masturbate. Uh, like every time that I tried to masturbate, I would get this overwhelming sense of Christian guilt. Like guilty. Oh, God's judging me. And then I would just stop. And that happened for years. I actually could not get over that for a very long time. Wow. And um, being able to cam actually really helped me get over that uh, because there was just so much encouragement from my fans. It was sort of this external validation that, hey, what I'm doing is okay. And I'm helping people along with it at the same time. And we're having this shared experience. And that's wonderful. What was your niche? Like your niche when you started camming, is that still your niche now? <laughs> so I started out as very girl next door, um, very young and innocent vibes. And I still do play those roles. Um, it's very predominant in my shoot history, even in porn right now. Okay. Uh, but I do have uh, like more diversity in my roles now that I'm in porn. And I am very excited about that because I like the, the challenge of being someone different. Isn't it fun? I, yes. I love being like the bratty stepsister that's like totally an asshole because I, I would never act like that as a person. And so right. I think now I get to like have this energy and, and bravado that I normally wouldn't in my yeah, life. Yeah, you get to you and, get to take on a whole nother person's character. I mean, I just did. I, I saw you just shot with Team Ski, didn't you? Right. Yes, I did. With, okay, so I shot with Team Ski. I shot for per, per, uh, with the Perv Nana, and you know, I, I here I am. I show up to set. Mother, I shot with uh, Tyler Cruz. So you have to know Tyler Cruz, but he's like a baby. <laughs> yes, and I was like, oh my god, you look like my son. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. But I'm, but I had a blast. Yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time. It was fun. It's fun to just take on that character and kind of roll with it. Um. Okay. So my one, that was my one question, and then the other question I can't remember now. See, it's all Alzheimer's. Um. Hmm. Okay. So let's see. So we get into, oh yes, I remember. Okay. Somehow you're in the porn. Yeah. You're in the webcamming. Okay. But that doesn't mean are you, you're doing solo shows. You're not doing solo shows with a partner. Are you in webcamming or were you? I don't have a partner. No. Yeah. So were you, so in other words, now you're doing solo, but now you decide somehow you're going to tell me that how you go over to porn, but now that involves a another person, male, female, whatever it may be. So let's talk about that. Like how nerve wracking was that? Yes. So um, this also has to do with my religious upbringing. I was very hesitant and actually a little bit scared about having that kind of sex. Um, Before I got into porn, I'd only actually had sex about twice. And those are very conscious decisions where I took a very long time thinking about it. And same with porn. I took a year and a half to actually feel prepared to go into the industry. Wow. And I had realized in 2020 of AVN, I was speaking to Brian at the conference and I thought about it and I was like, okay, now's the time where I'm going to be ready to go into the industry. And at that point, um, 
I realized that I was not exactly ready to do boy girl sex immediately. Okay. I needed time to really warm up to it. So um, I just sort of explored. And up until then, I'd only ever done girl girl shows on Chatterbait. Girl girl shows still did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that I wanted to explore boy girl sex more frequently as a part of my own sexual journey. And I brought my fans along with me for that journey. And it's been it's been very eye opening. And so Brian, well, you met Brian at the AVNs. And so Brian was your first agent and has been your only agent, right? Except yes. for where you worked on it. Uh, See, I know he works with them um, 101, right? 101 modeling. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. So now when when you were you went to the AVNs, I was there too. See, again, we never crossed paths, apparently. <laughs> I know, but I was there. But my question is: so when you went to the AVNs, did you go there with the idea in your mind of let me go and see what this is all about because I might want to cross over to that side? Or was it just I'm gonna go check out the AVNs and then you bump into an agent who says, Hey, you should come over to our side? <laughs> I got into the AVNs and I decided, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me as a cam girl. I'm going to put my camera up in my booth. And then as I was walking around and uh, performing, I, I looked around and I saw that there were some agency booths and I saw that there were some porn companies present. And I thought, you know what, what if I just walked up to them? You know, what if I had an agent? What if I got into boy girl porn and pursued this as part of my future? And so out of curiosity, I walked up and I checked through the booths and that was when I found Brian. Um, I also believe I saw Kenzie Reeves signing a bunch of signatures on uh, fans' uh, papers. It was super cool to be able to see everyone that was there, but it was very, um, it was just very spur of the moment. Right. Cool. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, and you've, you, so for you listeners that are listening now to kind of catch you guys up, you've only been in less than a year, like about a year, coming up on a year. Um, And you and you, you embarked on this journey in the middle of a pandemic, which is very difficult because there was no shooting for us. And then there was the extra expenses of the COVID and, you know, all of that. Um, So you stayed living on the East coast. Now do you, and you said you come out to West coast how often do you fly out here and how long do you stay? I stay for about two weeks every month. Oh, okay. So two weeks here, two weeks there. Okay. And then and there's a model, there's a model house in LA for you as well. Yes, there is. That's good. Okay. Um, wow, girl, I'm so proud of you. You're awesome. <laughs> Just promise me one thing. Promise me one thing. Cause you're so intelligent and you're so level-headed. Don't let any of this like fame get to you. Cause you never you're going to take it to the top because you're already, you're already there. Um, but you're just, you're just a doll. You're a sweetheart. And I remember I said that to, uh, I said that to your PR guy as well. I said, um, wait, I've interviewed her on the red carpet at XRCOs. And I said, she was a sweetheart. I said, yes, I want her. <laughs> and he's like, if they, if, if, if she's not available right away, who else? I go, I'll take Will Pounder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know why I'm intrigued by Will as well? Because Will was in the military. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So like a lot of people that I've had on my show. So do you know who Ray Ray is? No, I don't. So Ray Ray, Ray Ray, I love you if you're listening, girlfriend. But Ray Ray, um, I met at um, Exotica about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And she is like the gangbang queen. Okay, like that's her thing. And she is proud of it. She says, I'm not going to I'm not going to retire until I take make the word slut a word of empowerment. That's her attitude. Um, but one thing I would never have known about her, she was six years as a medic in the military and she's wow. one year, one year away from being a physician. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, girl. 
So that's that's cool, you know, because, you know, that's what I told you. I told you that's what my show is about is that not all of us are, you know, drug addicts and don't have good homes and came from sexually abused families and stuff like that. So, um, OK, first time on set, uh, first time on a boy girl set. Who did you shoot with? If, you, if you're willing to tell us and uh, let's go there. I shot with Isaiah Maxwell for ex Coachy. Sorry, Black Ambush. Okay. All right. And um, how many people, because you know, now, like when we go to set, we're lucky if it's like a me, the camera guy, which is the director and the talent, right? There's no, there's not normally any hair and makeup. There's no, there's no boom mic people anymore. We ain't got no green room. It's not, <laughs> it's not like how it was in the day. So how many people were on set when you showed up? Okay. It was... I think oh, it was she- about three or four people. Okay. And um, it was and- still pretty small, but uh, like I felt comforted by the fact that there weren't that many people there. Did um, Isaiah know that this was your first time? Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> How was he with it? Was he good? It was very wonderful. Oh my cool. gosh. It was just a very great shoot. It was very sudden because with Black Ambush, it has to be a surprise. So I was fully consenting, of course. Um, and they said that I was going to be shooting with Isaiah, but they said, we, we want to let you know it is going to be a surprise exactly when he pops in today. And I was oh, okay. like, okay, okay. <laughs> I can do that. Um, and they started out with a separate guy that came in and he said, hey, so Isaiah's a little bit late. I never heard Isaiah came in. I was sure he was just there beforehand. He had to have been because I had not seen him at all the entire time. And oh, wow. so this other guy's like, okay, we need you to strip. And I was doing all this stuff and he said, okay, just get in to this room and here, you know what, have you seen the bathroom? And I was just like, no, I'd love to see the bathroom. I was so excited. I was just like, what, are there cool towels in there? And they opened the door and Isaiah Maxwell comes out (laughs) from the shower. He brings aside the shower curtain and... I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because that probably scared you going in there and then you didn't think there was going to be, be anybody in there. <laughs> um, wow. OK, so that, but if you're, so your first shoot was positive, which is just great yes. because, because you walk away going positive. I like it versus it if your first fantastic. shoot's not good. That's awesome. So good about it. I think the only thing I at first felt very nervous about all the cameras, there were about like 15 cameras. There were like a lot of cameras. Oh, wow. Filming it. It was uh, maybe not actually 15, but like maybe eight. It was still like a lot of cameras. Just like surrounding the- um... to get all the angles because they know that as a new girl, you're not going to be aware of exactly what angle to work with. So they just try to get every angle immediately. Have you shot for Shoplifter yet? Ah, uh, yes, I have. Okay, That's so you know exactly you know when you're going to that. Exactly. Angles. Exactly. There's hidden. And shoplifters is pretty funny with that. I love just like looking up and I'm like, oh, whoops, there's a camera. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, same thing. So you guys are shoplifter. Uh, so we both shop for them. But it's all done like in this office where, you know, you've been caught shoplifting. And so you are now, you have to, you have to, you have to convince security not to call the police officers. So, um, but everywhere you look, like you bend over, there's a camera. And then even the, um, even the security guy's got a body cam on his body so when he's like yes! doing, oh doing a, doing, so who is your uh who is your security guy mine was billy boston 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I actually don't you remember who my security guy was. No. Hmm. There's a couple. There's Billy Boston, J. Crew. I had to do, I had J. Crew and Billy Boston. They ended up doing both. Um, and then there's another guy, I don't know his name either. He's like a dark brunette with a beard. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll have to go find out who you shot with. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I always like to ask is like, what is, um, and I think, I, I think, you know, I like, I always give people a little bit of a hint on this. So it's sometimes that either somebody came to you with a webcam request or, um, you know, either a call about a shoot or you show up on set and just something that you were just like in shock of, you know, like I can't either. I, I just can't believe that just happened. Or I can't believe somebody just asked me that something that just made you just go, what the hell? <laughs> Can I talk about a custom video request? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so um, I rarely ever have moments on camera on set where it's just like, whoa, I'm very, ever, very rarely taken aback by something in a negative way. Okay. Um, I have had very interesting and unique surprises in custom video requests where um, someone was asking me, uh, they said, would you be okay with throwing a bunch of your panties on the floor and vacuuming them up and throwing them away? And he required me to make sure that on the video, I have it where I am dispensing uh, the vacuum, the vacuum's contents of my panties into a trash bin and walking away. Like it had to be like a public trash bin where I was absolutely throwing it away. He had to know that they were gone. So here's my concern on that before you go. My concern is, wait, my concern is, hey, mister, will you pay for the vacuum? Because it's going to break my vacuum. That's like my concern. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, I could give a shit, but that's my concern. Um, What was your break the vacuum? I was very surprised. Some of the panties did get stuck in the nozzle. Yeah. Um, I hadn't expected that. But he did pay for all the panties that I was. Oh, yeah. And oh, usually, yeah. I, at the time, I was charging like 60 bucks for per panty. So I didn't really have that too much of a problem with it. Um, it was it was very entertaining. I really liked sort of how unique that request was. That's I had someone that decided they were going to pay me uh, for a Nickelodeon slime game show contest. <laughs> And they said it, they did not want it to be oh sexual in any way unless it was like maybe a partially see-through shirt. And I had to genuinely get friends in as it was a game show. So they were they, we had someone as the game show host and oh we my had God. buckets. And he gave me a recipe for slime, for green slime that they that I was to use. And it was either gonna be a bucket of slime or a bucket of water that was gonna be dumped on us, and we didn't know which one. <laughs> is this one okay so So, isn't it interesting because you know um so i wrote i told you i wrote a book and in my book um the the weirdest thing still to this day the weirdest one was a a customer that asked me um what did he say um are you okay with crushing and i was like i'm uh, i didn't really at the time now i know what it is but i was like ah it depends like what 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 do you you know what, what are you talking about you know and then he wrote back and he says i'd like you to step on frogs and i wrote back and i said oh i'm sorry i live in the city we don't have frogs and he says no i'm going to mail you frogs. And I said, oh, no, thank you. And then he says, I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars to mail you frogs for you to step on in high heels naked. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. And he's like, I'll give you two thousand. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But to me, that was like that was my weird. And I didn't do it. That was my weirdest request. (laughs) exactly like i you know i very much treasure every life and you know even if it's a frog 
song. It's just like, oh. yeah, I can't imagine. For, and for me, more than anything, so I'm not afraid of snakes, but I'm afraid of anything that's I can't like it's, it's tiny and I can't find it. So, for example, like if a cockroach is like crawling and I'm like, if I don't kill that thing and I can't see where it's gone now, I will not sleep or anything until I know where that thing is. So, <laughs> so can you imagine if you open up a box and there's a bunch of jumping frogs and off they go? Oh, about, my goodness. Oh, no. Hell, hell no. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like my weird. That was my weirdest one. And then, um, OK, now. Um, like a shock it's like somebody that came to you with um a request like that you know for i'll give you an example uh guy comes to me and i still can't remember the name of this but he says are you okay with i don't remember what it's called um let's just call it like um angiophobia or something and i go um maybe what are you referring to as i'm googling it okay (laughs) it's it's am i okay with making fun of his funny faces while he comes so I okay to make fun of it. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I can make fun of your funny faces. So um, was there any time that somebody came to you for a webcam and you went, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. They had to Google it. Thank God for Google. Yes. I mean, I definitely had to Google a lot of things uh, going into Canada. <laughs> I was so sheltered. I did not know what certain things that's probably true. Yeah. So I was just like, what is all of this? What is, oh my gosh. I'm still trying to figure out which one it was that I was super confused about. But I mean, I used to have a point where I didn't know what jerking off was in high school. Like that's normal. I didn't know. I thought it meant that you were being a really big jerk. (laughs) But you know, like even now, even now where I am, um, still I sometimes have to Google like what they're asking me. You know, like if they say, Are you okay with this? And I have to go, um, I all this is always my answer. Well, it depends. You have to tell me like what you're looking for, you know. I know. So a fan had told me that he was really into sounding, and I was like, I definitely had to Google that one. <laughs> and it's like, are you into like watching me do this? And I was just like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's so cute though. That's probably why they love you. That's probably why they love you. Whereas I, I pretend like I know, I go, well, honey, there can be so many different variations of that. Let me, you write back and tell me what your variation is. And I'm going, Google, 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 Google. <laughs> Oh, I've definitely, my most difficult one in the beginning was definitely people asking me to dom them because I'm just uh, uh, like my, my cam persona, especially, and just me, I'm just like this ball of like happiness and I will just shower you in compliments. And they're just like, I want you to like degrade me. I'm (laughs) also not good. Not my specialty. I insult my penis. And I'm just like, um, um your penis is not cute (laughs) i I don't know what to say i'm like i'm the same i'm the same as you honey like and then when i when they say like they want small penis humiliation you know i always say to them well (laughs) let me know like give me some examples of what you once said because i don't want to go too far i don't want to overstep my boundaries and hurt your feelings and when Ever I'm done with it. I go, are you okay? They're like, they're like crying. I'm like, are you okay? Are you? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. And they're like, no, no, that was really good. And I'm like, no, but you're crying. You're crying. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Not, not my specialty. And people know that. They know. This is actually why dick ratings scare me a little bit. Because I, even if they say what they want, sometimes it's like, is that actually what you want? Yeah. Dick rating, especially if someone says this is going to be very silly, but if someone says, I want an honest dick rating answer, mm-hmm. that actually has to be one of the most vague requests that I get for a dick rating because honest. Mm-hmm. 
could mean, are you saying like brutally honest as in you want me to insult you because you want to feel that way about your penis? Are you saying <laughs> that you want me to give like a very factual, genuine like that? Or are you really secretly wishing that if I was being honest, I would give it a 10 out of 10? It's like, there are three different things it could be. Right. All I have to kind of profile them to determine which one that they want. It, it can be very difficult in our job, even knowing like what a what someone wants out of their request. Say that again for my listeners who are performers <laughs> and for the gentlemen. If they don't specify, right? Yes. It's difficult for it's very difficult for us to know. Um, you know, I I work for Dr. Susie as a like a, an on-call chat agent for her. And mm-hmm. A lot of times the, the, the company will call and they'll go, Corlin, we have a call for you. And I go, okay. And they go, you know, he's a new client to you. He likes to be insulted, this, this, this. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, are you okay? And I go, ah, I can do it. It's fine. Because it's not my specialty, you know? And then when I get on the phone with them, I have to kind of say to them, you know, listen, can you explain to me things that you like said, things that you don't like said, like how far do you like to take it? Because I don't know, most of the time my conversations, didn't, they just hang up on me and I'm like, yeah, that one didn't happen. I didn't get that one. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good at it. I mean, I can be, I can, you know, if I have to, but I have to know what they really like. So, um, favorite type of scene to shoot. Ooh. Um, my favorite type of scene to shoot is one where they give me lots of freedom and sexual positions. Oh, okay. (laughs) I noticed that there's lots of like, okay. So I very much love that the porn scene is very formulaic. It's five minutes in this position, five minutes in that and in a sequence and it's usually the same exact ones though and yep. it's usually doggy cowgirl reverse cowgirl um and missionary uh, sometimes missionary, mm-hmm. yep or side mish and that is their very specific string of positions not including blowjob and i realize you know sometimes when it gets into it i'm like okay i'm ready i know like exactly how to angle my body exactly for this shot i know where the light is i know how to get ready that's what i love about the familiarity of those positions yeah because it prepares your body for them. But I do love having a sort of wide variety of positions in a scene because then it's like, ooh, are you going to lift me up? Are you going to like <laughs> me over? What are we going to do? And I get super excited about it. No matter what, though, it's just so much fun sort of working out the math of what position we're going to do with the bodies that we're accustomed to. You know what I do? I'm so funny. I, I'm like, you really need five minutes in each position. I think we can do three is good. Three, I get exhausted. Five for us to ride them on our feet. Like I'm exhausted. I'm like, dying. oh yeah. If it's the hardest, reverse cowgirl on your feet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Squatting for five minutes is a lot of work. It's a you know lot what? Of I just work. had one where I felt that three minutes coming in. It was, uh, they wanted me to do one where the male performer kind of lifts you up where you're, it's like uh, your arms are around their neck and their arms are under your legs. So okay, they're hold holding on. You up while fucking you. Okay, um, but you're facing, yeah. you're facing like him. This is, okay. yeah, facing him. So <laughs> okay. he's holding my legs up like this yes. and my hands are around him. My, uh, But in order to make the camera look better, um, I had one hand, Hand around his neck and then the other one was opened up to the camera so I'm holding all of my body weight supporting me while I'm leaning back in as sexy way as I can using all of the strength of one hand 
<laughs> and now I can't, I can hardly lift my arms above my head today. Yeah. You see people, see, you guys don't realize it's a workout for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a hard, it's not that easy, especially like, um, I haven't shot a VR scene yet. Have you shot VR yet? I've shot so many VRs. Okay. I haven't. And I heard, okay. I heard it's harder for us. It's harder for the girl, right? Because, um, or is it not? You know what? I have to say it's harder for the guy. Oh, okay. Um, Good. Particularly because (laughs) in his perspective, I mean, okay. Physically it's easier for the guy because he just gets to stand. That's what I heard. He stands there. Right. Okay. But at the same time, it's harder for them because imagine they have this box that's in front of them and that's the goggles that we get to look at as if it's eyes. And so they can't see us or anything that they're, that we're doing to them. They're blind. And they have to keep a heart on for the entire time. Holy shit. I did not know that. Intimate stimulation. I love the intimacy of getting up close to someone's face, maybe kissing them, holding hands, making eye contact in Mm -hmm. a scene. Because I feel like that's what makes it powerful. But what I have to do is I have to recreate that intense closeness with the feeling of a VR goggle set in front of me instead. And I love that as a challenge. And it is definitely very different, but I also find it easier because instead of the guy having sex and trying to figure out what position makes me comfortable, I get to angle and sort of fuck myself. My right, you kind of have you, you have control of how it goes. Good, and that level of control is what makes it easier for me. Very interesting. So yeah, so okay, that's interesting because yeah, I've, most people have said you know it's harder for the girl, but. Yeah, if he, well, I've always thought like, you know, you know, men get paid less than us, which I disagree with very much so, because I think that if anybody's got a harder job, really, they do, you know, because they're the ones that have to come on demand and they have to stay hard. We can fake it if we want to, you know, so yeah, but at the same time, I would argue our vaginas get sore a lot easier than guys dicks. This is true. This is true. And if they're not showing their face, then it's a completely different story. But if they're showing their face. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Um, okay. What's on? Let me check my timing here. I swear, I told you I could talk from her. You guys, we were just chit-chatting like I always do. We were just chit-chatting. And I was like, girl, I got to stop asking you questions. And I got to press record. Okay. Um, what are your goals like for the future? Uh, bucket list, something that you want to do that you haven't done? Or where do you want to take your career? What next level? Well, at one point I was thinking, you know what? I would like to have a mass-produced pussy. I want a fleshlight. I thought, you know, being a fleshlight girl would be something that would be a really nice aspiration because it would have that feeling of being popular enough with my fan base where I could have a mass produced pussy. Well, let's talk about that. Did you get it? Did you get it measured? Were you at, they did it at Expiz. Yes, I did do it at Expiz and I did actually join Fleshlight Pride did too. I have my own uh, fleshlight now. <laughs> so let's let's tell everybody. Um, so my friend Mickey Lynn, she did it first, and then she dragged me and Lily Craven back there. Okay. <laughs> now Mickey just said, "You guys, it's quick. She'll just take a couple pictures, and you're done." No, she did not tell me that I was going to be like back at the gynecologist's office, laying with my legs spread <laughs> wide open while this chick is taking photographs. Right. Yes. So, um, gentlemen, when you guys buy a um, Liana Lovings or Corlin Jewel or Mickey Lynn or (laughs) Lily Craven um, Fleshlight, you are actually getting our own pussies in there because, um, yeah, we were violated for you guys to get that. (laughs) 
it was definitely very specific. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> and I'm excited too. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the X, I thought I had a good time at Xbiz. I thought there was a lot of connections for all of yeah. us. Um, then did you see the um, new payment options? Spank, spank pay? Spank pay, spank pay, spank pay. Yes. yes. So I think it's that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's um, that. Um, that's cool. I think that's very interesting. Um, what else was I going to say? I had something right on you were, you were saying, um, so um, you have your bucket. We're going on your bucket list. So one was to have a flashlight made after you, but now we've done that. So now we got to have something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Eventually, um, I want to uh, be in Wicked Productions. I want to have uh, something in adult time. I want to, like, really pursue more porn with very, like, acting-centric roles. I like the idea of very long, detailed-oriented scripts. It's just something that very much excites me. And eventually, maybe several years down the line, I would like to be, like, a director for a company that shoots porn. I think that... Um, I mean, porn could certainly benefit from having more female directors and it would just be something really cool. Have you worked with them? I think it's Jackie Thomas. Have you worked with Jackie yet? No. So she's a female director. She's amazing. She's brilliant. Um, And I'm very much like you. I, I, I'm, I love the, like the movies, you know, like I shot three days. Um, we shot a three day movie where a wife stringer swapped three for Adam and Eve. And wow. that, that was cool because we were on set for three days and it was, you know, there was not a script per se, <laughs> but um, there was a storyline. And I love that versus, you know, just get on set and fuck and then be done with it. Um, very cool. Uh, just, uh, let's see. So, OK, well, I definitely will see. I can, well, I'll, you'll definitely be directing. How old are you? Uh, I am 24. Oh, wow. See, you guys, she looks so young. She's like a little baby. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I, you know what? It was very interesting starting out uh, on camp that way, too. I mean, it's I don't think my face has like changed in the entire time. That's really. good. That's I mean, good. I think my body has definitely changed. Somehow going into the porn industry has actually sculpted my body. Um, I think it's just been so much of a workout um, that I just started building muscle. It's and true. It's true. Yeah, you gain a waist from all of the fucking... It is genuinely an activity that um, keeps you healthy. You have oh, yeah. An, a, an abundant amount of care for you, for yourself and when you're in the industry not just mentally not just emotionally you need to be able to take very strong physical care of yourself and that, that's that's probably like i think i would say my weakness is um <laughs> I'm, I get so in, in, involved in, I got to do this content video and this podcast interview. And, this yes. podcast. and before I know it, I'm like, it's 4 p.m. and I haven't eaten yet. Exactly. So, you know, is- when you're running your own business, no matter what it is, somehow you need to find time for yourself, especially even like before porn as a camera girl, it was so difficult to be able to find that space for me where I could fit in because every moment, even if I decided I'm going to go on vacation, there was always the idea of I could monetize this no matter where I was, no matter what I was doing. If I picked up another hobby, I could monetize that. I could put that up on camera. I could show that yeah. to my friends They'd be really interested. It is hard. It is hard. Well, you're very much, you got a business mind, you know, your, your mind's your mind. You know, my, um, my PR guy says to me, uh, you know, Corlin, when you're coaching your I coach couples, okay. You should give them a gift. Um, Corlin, do you meditate? And I go, yeah, you're funny. 
I'm like, can you see me meditating? Like, I can't even sit still. <laughs> and he says, well, something that intrigues you. And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, Reiki. And I'm like, I don't even know. And he's like, crystals. And I'm like, wait, stop. Crystals, crystals intrigue me. Crystals intrigue me. And then, you know, he was saying to give a gift to them, like, you know, something. So I decided, well, I'm coaching couples in the lifestyle swingers. I'll give them a swingers jewelry, like a symbol of a jewelry, you know, a bracelet or something says your unity, you're going in together. Okay. Well, like if I don't have enough to do in my life, I start shopping for swingers jewelry, which is outrageously expensive. So I decide, screw that. I'm going to make my own. So now I make my own jewelry and now I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted. Oh my God. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I like, I don't want to go to bed at night because I'm working on like a special piece. <laughs> my kids are like, mom, did you seriously stay up all night? And I'm like, mm, mm. And they're like, you did, huh? And I'm like, I know, but look what I made. Look what I made. <laughs> I'm addicted. Oh. Addicted. So we get what you feel. You know, <laughs> crazy. I, I, I didn't know that I was very entrepreneurial at heart until later on. Um, and it was just something that I started out with as well, very young. Like when I was little, I made my own babysitting agency. I decided like, I'm going to print my own business cards. There you I'm go. Gonna- it it was in like hot pink font and it had clouds as a background as that was like I thought that was the best it had little cartoon angels and it was just so cheesy but for me it was like I actually took babysitting classes and then my parents got me beads this is what brought it up I'm sorry jewelry beads and I started a jewelry making business where I would sell my bracelets to my classmates and uh, like I would use the money to buy more different types of beads. There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, when, yeah I'll see if I could take my camera downstairs and show you after we're done. You'll laugh. My entire pool table is all jewelry. And the kids are like, can we have our pool table back? And I'm like, mm, uh, no, no, you know. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, you are just, you're, you're amazing. You are just an absolute sweetheart. Um, let's see. Oh, I know I was going to ask you at some point, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm sure do you, like my, if, if anybody that's listening to the fans, you probably just gained so many fans right now. They just think you're adorable. Um, oh do you want to pursue your degree? We were talking about that a little bit, like, cause you're so, how close were you? Uh, I was pretty close. Um, I was definitely, uh, I mean, at first I was, uh, going into my double major. Um, and I didn't finish that part. Um, I was like three years into it. So that wasn't going to be too close, but, um, I decided, uh, what I could do, uh, is I could go into sex therapy and, uh, I would definitely be closer to that because I would be pursuing like a single major instead of double. right. Okay. And so that had the amount of time that I would need to achieve that. And, um, I think that it would be something that I would be interested in pursuing as well, Um, particularly because I like the idea of melding my former interests with my present. And I would be able to use the experience of my work now to to nurture my experience in in sex therapy. Do you think that uh, the units that you've obtained so far will transfer? I don't know. I mean, it's been so long. I have no idea. I don't know what. I have no idea either. I mean, the college is just out of control. You know, I mean, when I I graduated, I think I graduated with like a three point like nine GPA from high school. OK, but um, but, but I mean, the, I got accepted like everywhere. And to, to, to yeah. see them to see them not get accepted now. I'm, I mean, I looked it's at crazy. my it's crazy. I looked at my younger one and I go, shit, if your brother, what the fuck are we going to do with you? Because like that one, he the little one is me. He's like he's he's you know, he's um. 
I don't want to say, well, God, that's not the right word. So uh, stubborn. I'm stubborn. He's stubborn. Okay. So, you know, because I'm like, why, why would you pull the fire alarm at school? Like, why? And he's like, I don't know. I'm bored. And I'm like, okay, but why, but why do that? And he's like, it's kind of funny. And I'm like, it's not funny. And he's like, it's kind of funny, isn't it? It's kind of funny, right? And I'm like, it's not funny. <laughs> you know, so he's, you know, so I'm just like, oh my God, this college thing. But I'm sure you'll have to see where they can transfer. Um, yeah, I told that that would be, that's a good route to go. It really is. It's a really good route to go. Um, my, my listeners know that I always say, and I truly believe this, I don't think that somebody can uh, advise someone or counsel someone or be a therapist, okay? on something that you haven't experienced hands-on. So I've never, thank God, been sexually abused or molested or anything. So I have no, no say to, to tell somebody, you know, get over it or, you know, I'm going to help you work through it or whatever, because I've never been there. Right. Or mm. someone that um, has, you know, sobriety issues or drug addiction or something like that, but like swinger lifestyle community, I can counsel you on that. Cause I have been there, <laughs> the adult industry been there. So um, very cool. Okay. So I always like to end my show with, we call it words of wisdom. Okay. Um, either, and this goes for two, there's two different options you can choose. One is a listener out there that's thinking about getting into the adult industry. They're maybe nervous that their family's going to find out, or they're nervous that they're not going to be you know, good enough or whatever advice for them. Or I have a family member out there whose daughter, sister, brother, aunt, they have just found out they're in the industry and they're just having a really hard time accepting it. So who do you want to give advice to? Uh, the second one, could you repeat okay. it? Yes. So a family member that just doesn't know how to accept their, um, you know, their family member, you know, in the industry they're, they they don't approve of it. And they're listening to us and they're going, I want to accept them and I want to be OK with it, but I'm not OK with it. OK, you know what? I would have to say um, that no matter what uh, sex work is genuinely work and it's a business. And if you want to find a love for the person in your life that you're finding difficulty right now being coping with their lifestyle, their choice is something that has brought stability in their lives, most likely. It's empowered them. I know that it's empowered many people that I've been in contact with and me especially. Um, and it's a sort of business that um, is extremely respected um, in the community itself. It's not uh, respected anywhere else, but you know what? I guess what I would have to say is that you still have to have a very strong business mindset and their idea of success might be different from yours, but it's created long lasting financial stability in a way that very few other jobs are able to without a degree. Um, and it still required a lot amount of time and patience to be able to achieve these goals. And it's something that you should be proud of. Good girl. Good girl. And that's, and that's the truth. You know, the truth is that no matter what social media and society is trying to do with the sex industry and shadow banning us and taking our profiles down, it's going, it's going, everybody has sex. It's going to be there forever and ever and ever. You're not getting rid of us. Okay. Yes. And the more that they continue to shove it under the ground, the more that people are going to end up committing crimes and stuff like that, because it's, it's more and more 
frowned upon and frowned upon and frowned upon. More sex work is normalized. I mean, one of the important things is that sex work is an abuse. You know, all of us are consenting. It's and it's something that's beautiful. It's an expression of art, and that is exactly how I see it when I'm on the stage performing um, in front of, uh, like, whether I'm presenting an award or whether Mm -hmm. I'm just in front of the camera. You know, it's very. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But it, well, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you, you know, um, it's, a, it's a service. So when you do a webcam show yes, or when you do a perfect. custom video, right? Um, I feel like I am doing a service for that gentleman or chatting, you know, my chat agency work because there's, they want somebody to talk to about their fantasy, their fetish, their kink without being judged. And we don't judge them. And I really don't judge you. I mean, I am judging the frog man guy. Why we got to step on frogs? <laughs> Besides that, you know, um, but yeah, so that's, and they, yeah, you are exactly the reason that you're the kind of guest that I want on the show because you bring such a, a level of charisma and you're stunning. You're beautiful. You are inside and out, just an absolute doll and a sweetheart. And um, I wish you all the best. I really, really do. Thank you so much. I think you are one of my favorites. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Favorites. Thank you. You are. You are. You're just a doll, honey. Um, is there anything else you want to say? That, oh, no. Yes. I want to have, tell everybody where they can find you. So your, yeah, yes. your Twitters and OnlyFans or Instagrams, whatever you got. So let them know. Alrighty, you can find me on Twitter as Leanna Lovings. That is L-E-A-N-A-L-O-V-I-N-G-S. And that's capital L's. And my Instagram is simply the Leanna Lovings. Uh, all lowercase. And it's very easy. Perfect. And um, if are you shadow banned? Like if they type it in or they it might not come up. I am or- shadow banned, so you're probably gonna have to look for people that have at tagged me. Uh, but that is very popular, so you should still be able to find me on Twitter at least. Yeah, uh, I found you right away. Instagram account. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I follow. <laughs> I followed you, and we'll definitely put your links underneath. And do you have a um, OnlyFans or a website or a loyal fans or all of the above? I do have an OnlyFans. My OnlyFans is Leanna Lovings, all lowercase. I made it super easy for you, girl. Good girl. Yeah. So I don't, if, if you remember, I think when I did interview you, I would ask people now, please tell me you spell it L-O-V and not L-U-V because I was getting people that I was, you know, what's your what, what's your name? My name is uh, Sarah Miguel. OK, Miss Sarah. And what's your <laughs> Twitter? My Twitter is X74T Sarah. I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I like yeah. it so that it's very easy for everybody to look up. It does need to be that way. Honey, an absolute pleasure having you. I want you to hang tight with me. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. And um, I will talk to you soon. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for continuing to subscribe. Like uh, my next guest after you, darling. Who am I interviewing? Oh, a webcam performer by the name of Athena Gray that I met at the strip club um at the expos last week in miami <laughs> and she was just super cool and i'm like i'm gonna have her on the show to talk to us about how she went from stripping to webcamming and how she stayed with webcamming so till next time, i'm excited so till next time you guys stay true to yourself live your life for you you only have one life to live and again thank you so much liana for being on the show you were a pleasure see you guys next time thank you Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself. <laughs>